My voice is kind of funny today because uh, I'm recovering from bronchitis, as you know. Oh my god. Everything, everyone around me has been sick. <laughs> you just have this like wall of like, aerosols around yeah. you. <laughs> it's coming from all sides. <laughs> I have nowhere to hide. Well, anyway, let's, let's say welcome Hello. back to... Cries in Norwegian. I almost said scam. God damn it. I will never get this right. Cries in Norwegian. <laughs> uh, a podcast about scam. Uh, the international. Sensational international hit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Google Drive fandom. And the Google Drive fandom. Um, yeah. It's teens in Norway. They're awesome. We're excited to be here. And do we want to talk about a couple of like scam news? Yeah. Okay. So, well, the, the big news is that the bloopers finally dropped. Oh, right. Do you know what's funny? We talk about news, but, like, we're posting these episodes so late. That I know. It's not really news. <laughs> it's like four weeks later. But go ahead. But we, I still want to talk about we're it. We're reacting to we're it We're reacting now. to it in real time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the bloopers finally dropped in early December. Let's say that. And if you were part of the scam fandom where scam actually ended originally, like, this is a big deal. Because from what I remember, they aired them at, like, the final cast party or something. Mm-hmm. So we knew they existed. Maybe we'd seen, like, one or two clips of it, but they had never been released, but they had been promised to mm-hmm. the fans. Uh, and then finally this year, they released all of them. Basically, there was a week where every day they would release, like, a different one. Like, one day it was season one, next day season two, season three, season four. Got it, yeah. And so wait, so how long did it take for the bloopers to come out? When did the last season air? I already forgot. Like- it was almost it was I think it's two years ago coming this coming June right yeah okay so like a year and a half yeah yeah because I remember when you, when you were talking about watching this on a season yeah because I... it was because it was just um like uh, as the Italian scam season was coming out the people who I follow were also re- celebrating the original scam season so they would be like two years ago all Helga the clip like dropped and then right. two years ago like the soft boys did this or that or like okay yeah, so, yeah. yeah so roughly a year and a half ago okay um yeah which I mean the fact that people were still clamoring for them I know that's a I almost wonder like it's like how long can I keep them like like Julie is somewhere like you know wickedly like tapping her fingers like how long can I keep uh yeah and them salivating and if you're interested in that at all, like, we have links to most of them on our Twitter. Uh, I reblogged it, for, I think, for every season. Maybe not for one, but you can, it, they're easily findable if you mm-hmm. find one. Uh, and they were, I thought they were just, like, really fun to watch. Especially, honestly, it's just, like, Julie, they all seem to love Julie so much. And uh-huh. Julie seems to, like, care about them so much, too. Yeah, totally. That... It just seems like a very fun set at, yes. where everybody was friends. And I know that's, like, what everyone said. But <laughs> it feels from the bloopers like it's true. And uh, definitely it was delightful. And sometimes um, behind-the-scenes stuff can kind of ruin the illusion for me. Yeah. I don't want to see it. Um, but this, the stuff that I saw, uh, just made me fall in love with it, like, even more. Yeah, and I, I wanted to say that, to me, the MVP of the bloopers was Marlon, um, who, first of all, his speech in the season four bloopers is great, and uh-huh. then just in the season two bloopers, where he's giving us an MTV Cribs tour, was yeah. just delightful overall. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was just really good, everyone was really cute, I don't think you've seen the season one ones, but Eva mm-hmm. is constantly, like, she gets a really good take, and then she feels like she messed up, so she's like, oh no, Julie, I messed up, and Julie's like, no, that was perfect, <laughs> just, just go with it. Yes, I love uh, her. I, I so, uh, empathize with that. Yes. So there's a lot of that. And then, um, Tar... Okay, so guys, we... I just want to say, I want to thank anyone, everyone who emailed us and messaged us. Pronunciation guides? 
because you're concerned that we can't say yes, and his if, name. And we've tried. Okay, here's okay. What did we decide we want? I'm ninety. No, I'm like eighty percent sure it's. Well, now I'm <laughs> self conscious, so I don't know how to say it in front of a you know microphone. Tariai, tariai, tar e i with like an emphasis on the i. And I, and I think the secret sauce is to say it the way you imagine the Norwegian accent sounds like. Because <laughs> ta- tarai, tarai, tarai. I think it's tarai. Or, or tarai. <laughs> Let's listen to the stupid clip one more time. All right, come back to you in a second. I think you you have it. Well, I have it too. Tarai. Yes. Tarai. Tarai. Okay. Tarai. That's how, anyway, I just want to say thank you for everyone who tried to explain it to us. I appreciate it. And the the clips are helpful. Especially when Julie's yelling them. (laughs) Yelling, Tariai. So yeah, so Tariai and uh, Henrik, uh, there was a lot of them in the season three and then the season Mm -hmm. four ones. And they're just like very cute. Like it's clear that they like get along. They have a good rapport. They have a good rapport. uh, And it seems, uh, I think what I like the most is that Henrik seems to be like, all right, we're making out, we're making out. And he just like goes full for it and Tarhai is like wait 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 like there's there's this moment in like season four where they're like making out next to a window mm-hmm. right and uh he like goes to like kiss his neck and he like freezes up and then he starts l- laughing and Hendrix like you you got like a girl I think he says something like uh-huh. you started acting like a girl and he was like I wasn't ready for neck action <laughs> but that's perfect because it's actually kind of in line with yeah, his character yeah, so, because he's sort of like you know less ready to own his yeah so there's there's a lot of uh, they were both yeah. very cute and yeah. you can definitely tell in season four that Tariai is a lot more chill like uh-huh. I think in season three there was a lot of pressure to be Isak and that there was a, right. this was an important season right and all that his. stuff and it was his and all that yeah. so anyway that's just me on the bloopers overall. yeah fun 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 uh we also wanted to recommend a website uh, oh, a yeah. tumblr that wrote to us uh, scamdirect.tumblr they have basically it seems to be like from what I understand uh, I was looking at it and I think it's a really good resource if it's a place that seems to have all the episodes all the clips the trailers the Instagram posts dep- for every season of the original scam yeah I love this and I love how organized yeah it it's is. very well organized you just click like episode one and, and you can like kind of search it looks like by by season or so yeah like these these are all the Instagram posts but yeah yeah make it bigger yeah yeah it's cool it's really great and whoever did this like this is a boatload of work so yeah so that's really cool yeah great um, um, yeah, awesome. So I just wanted to thank them because this is actually uh-huh. pretty awesome. Cause yeah, plus like, I love the Andy Warhol style uh, graphic. Big graphic, yeah, nice pretty one. cool. Because I remember when, when I was trying to show you season four for the first time, I struggled to sort of like get all the social media stuff in like one easily yeah, accessible yeah, yeah. post sort of situation. I remember that, yeah. So I think it's <coughs> all the news. Okay, also I'm going to be coughing every once in a while, I apologize. We'll try to edit out as much as possible, but sometimes I forget and I do it while you're talking. And okay. th- therefore it can't be edited out, but well, we'll live with it. We'll have to deal with it. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about episodes uh, six and seven of Nura's season. Uh, so we're going to start with episode six, which yes. is called... I don't want to be protected. Okay. So let's just 
go into it. Yeah. So it's you know in the in the in the setup in the sort of previously ons, basically it just sets up that the 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 love the main love triangle is in full swing. Vilda is totally in love with William. William. William's totally in love with Nora. Nora loves Vilda, but also really likes like William. William. Um, and in the last episode, they finally kiss William and and Nora. And unknowns to them, Vilda saw that entire thing. So there's this. Oh my god! You know what's. Oh my god, I'm such an idiot. You forgot? I totally forgot. I watched these two episodes totally not thinking about no, that. No, that's like... That. That's why Vilda's obsessed. And oh my god, everything <laughs> has so much more meaning now. <laughs> yeah, I even have like comments about it. I was like, girl, man, she is spiteful, but I love it. Yeah, it's th- there's like a like a sneakiness. Like, yes. oh yeah, so now now you're going to have to reload. Now it's like every time we talk about a scene, I'm going to be rethinking everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and also the other thing is that the brother got mentioned once. So they they mentioned yeah they had mentioned so, the, so that William has a brother yeah gonna be a thing. Um, so it starts in bed. They're not having sex. Uh, it's dropped that she won't have sex until she's married. Yeah, well, yeah. There's like two sort of important things I think in the scene. It's uh-huh. like so Nora and William are in bed. They're two very good-looking people. I don't know why I need to point that out, but I'm just pointing it out. No one forgot. <laughs> uh, and then they're just like he's now he now that he's like basically gotten him, gotten her uh-huh. in his bed. Now he's like, well, you're totally in love with me, and she's like, no, I'm not in love with you. Yes, and that's, yeah. So that's like now now that's the new sort of uh-huh. thing to tease her about. Uh, so there's still a little bit of the teasing, like she keeps calling him Wilhelm, and he's like, "Oh yeah, that was cute. Don't yeah. do it." So there's that cute little teasing. But then we also then we have the talk about sex. Yes, where she's like saying uh, she yeah she won't have sex until she's married, and he's kind of like you're joking, okay. and then he's like oh okay <laughs> yes because he's all like I'm gonna get you like your clothes are gonna be off in two weeks, and she's like no 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 hold up right and and then she basically and then he's like well then I'll just have to get we'll have to get married and he, and then he's like no no I'm being serious and like here I just wrote down like man he has it bad for her yeah because yeah. I do believe he's very sincere yes and like it borders on the creepy because like they just met and like. They're very young, but also, like, I get the, the sweetness of it. Yes. Um, and I think Nora is very much feeling both things. Both things, yeah. I think it's a difficult conver- conversation to navigate, and I feel like they have it over and over in this episode. Yeah. And I think this is the time where he handles it the best a little bit, where he's like, well, not actually, he does pretty well, too, afterwards. I, ha- I have a scene we're going to talk about. Okay. But, because uh... <laughs> I go back and forth, mainly when he texts, it annoys me the yeah. most. In person, <laughs> I realized... There's something about the way that he speaks in person that wins me over a lot of the time. Yeah, Like, there's something about his honesty. Well, there's this, like, switch that flips with him in scenes. Yes. Where he can be very sincere and you 100% believe him and you see how earnest he is. And then, just like, a switch flips and he suddenly, is, I'm just like, oh no, stay away, yeah. stay away. Like so, so this Which scene, I guess, not that I think about it, sorry to interrupt, but like episode seven definitely like pays off the very end of it, which we'll get to, which is the yes, fight. Yes, yes. But I think that's kind of what they're playing with, that he's kind, he's a great guy, but there is something deep and dark, dark inside, inside him, him that switches on a dime and it is something to be scared of. Yeah, yeah, that's so, fair. Yeah. yeah, so I thought, yeah, overall a sweet scene, they're sweet, um, wait, what was, I felt like I had a bottom okay, line. Okay, so, yeah, it's sweet until the water thing comes up. That was something where I was like, okay, well, say yeah. your feelings on it. Okay, okay. So, complicated. On the At first, I was like, no, why are you destroying this thing for me? I want to enjoy this. And so, I, so and I basically did not Nora, like the way... Oh, yeah, sorry. Nora, yeah, Nora wants to get out of bed to get some water. Yeah, and he just kind of like playfully grabs her, and he's like, no. And then all of a sudden, he's so serious about no that it really... 
it was jarring. However, when she turns around and very seriously says to him, I'm not going to leave you, I suddenly clicked in understanding that he is speaking from his abandonment issues yes. baggage. Yes. And I immediately forgave him, I guess, in the way I think I'm supposed to, certainly. Did is still, like, kind of uncomfortable, but, like, I understood where it's coming from for him emotionally. Therefore, I'm not judgmental. Or I'm less judgmental of him. Yeah, for I think it. it was definitely it was definitely not something that was supposed to be cutesy. I think it yeah. was something that was definitely setting up this part of his yes. character, uh, and I think it was, did it pretty effectively. Yeah, absolutely. And I I'm really glad on the second watching to be noticing this because I think the first time around I didn't appreciate the subtleties of it, and I think Thomas that's his name, is a much better actor than I gave him credit for originally. I think he is able to get a lot more nuances with William that maybe I was willing to give him credit for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, I just want to say one last thing before we move on from uh-huh. this scene <laughs> is that she ends, she does end up getting up uh, and then he teases her about like, but I want you back in 30 seconds. And then she uh-huh. does, she shows him the, like the fingers, like uh-huh. both of them. And that is like Nora's most, one of her most famous gifs. Uh-huh. And I couldn't remember that it was from this scene, but it's like, she looks adorable and like, uh-huh. she's like, fuck you. She's doing that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's so great. very cute. And it does help even the playing field of like, yes. this is just teasing. We're all still in a safe space here. Don't mm-hmm. like freak out yet. And then as she walks outside of the hallway, there's classical music playing, and there is a dude in the kitchen making breakfast. Mm-hmm. Nora's, like, wearing a t-shirt and essentially nothing else, so she's like, what the hell is going on? She's very exposed. He, like, turns around and, uh, like, introduces himself. He's Nikolai, and he's William's brother. Everyone is surprised to see him, including William, who shows up, like, a second later. William is clearly not cool with Nikolai, even though, like, on the surface, Nikolai seems fine, and it's yeah. just like, hey, you want some but breakfast? But it's, it's, speaking about that switch, like, it literally takes, like, five seconds from William oh, to be, less. to turn. Okay, it takes, like, 30, <laughs> half a second. Half a second. What's, a last, what's less than a second? Less than know. a second for William <laughs> to turn from, like, sweet, like, don't leave me, to get the fuck out of my house. Yeah, man. He's very, just... Like, and that's one she's of not, the, she's not my girlfriend. Get the fuck out! I said out. I mean, like he doesn't swear, but it's that level that's, of that's the message. Intensity. Yeah, and it's she's very just like, intense. okay, she's completely thrown. And again, that's another scene where I can like make these jumps to justify what he's doing. But it's rough, man. And the fact well, that he's so able to switch between the two, it, it's a little yeah. jarring, yeah, yeah, yeah. even as a watcher. Yes. Um. And and I think like the way he's handling it is not a mature way to handle it but like also that's the point and now I'm a little bit more accepting of that and not like not working in the delusion that we're supposed to find it romantic yeah that there are a couple times it's like no he he, this scene he's supposed to be an ass and we're supposed to be like what the fuck dude yeah 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 but but he does give her a look just before he sends her away that I think is supposed to be like communicating like just go with me on this I'll explain later yeah which you know doesn't have a ton of effectiveness on Nora but like yeah he is definitely I I saw it too he's definitely trying to be like can you can you read my mind (laughs) what I'm trying to tell you and and I just wanted to be like you're not there guys yeah guys yeah yeah, and and I think it just kind of comes off as like slightly psycho. <laughs> <laughs> I know, which is the vibe that we get with William a lot of the time, where you're like, "What? Like, like what's going on? Are you gonna murder me? What's going on?" Yeah, um, like yeah. I said he gives me a little bit of American Psycho vibes. Once yeah, in a while. yes, that's yeah. it. That's totally it. He even kind of looks like uh, Christian yeah, Bale. In, I know <laughs> in these scenes because his hair is like yeah. kind of greasy. Okay, so then we are in school and the girls are looking. Well, I I kind of love this a little bit. So basically, Sana, Eva, and. Chris, I think, are, are sitting uh, sitting down, and then um, 
Vilde and Nora are doing um, crunches. Crunches. Um, and then so they're all looking at the phone because uh, Eva's looking at a picture of Jonas who got his face busted. And so basically we get this whole thing about how Jonas has been fighting with the Yakuza and it's Eva's fault because of, I guess, the guy she was hooking up with. I well, don't know. she, she kind of says, like, oh, she does seem to take the blame for it, but I'm not totally sure I, I, how. Yeah, I'm which not is sure. fine. I don't think we were supposed to really know. I kind of didn't follow this plot line the first time I watched it and I still don't so you can explain to me at the end um but like what the penetrators have to do with the Yakuza fight with Jonas and well I I think they're two separate fights that got together because it's like the enemy of your enemy is my enemy or is my friend is my yeah (laughs) (laughs) I know what you meant I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, kind of like the enemy of my enemy is my enemy too, though. Everyone is my enemy. Fuck you all. So I think the idea is supposed to be that uh, William has and this issues with the Yakuza. I feel so dumb saying these words. I know. And then Yunas has a separate problem, and then they sort of realize, oh, we both have issues with we the can team up Yeah, let's and team up. Down. And that's like what Yunas okay. and Isak uh, and the whole like... Thing yes, I, I I have some like meta commentary about that whole. Okay, plot I'm line, excited because I'm al- for the end. okay because I'm always been like okay how about it. Mm-hmm. Um okay so wait let's finish the um, Eva Jonas Isabel thing quickly. Yeah yeah yeah. So so basically then Eva starts complaining because she hasn't really talked to Jonas because like she he's not talking to her right because her uh, or her rather his new girlfriend is said like don't talk to yeah or at least that's her version that's of her it. opinion that's what yeah. she, that's what Eva thinks yeah so she thinks that Isabel is keeping Jonas away from her um and this is where Sana is all like well that's part of her um, yes and so okay so here we so Sana basically's point is like she's right because men it, they're like genetically coded or something to spread their seed. So when a man is with a woman or a guy with a girl, other girls he's not with are more attractive. Therefore, Sara is being smart by keeping you away because Isabel. you're sorry, Isabel. Why did I say so? Because uh, because you are now the girl who he is not with. Therefore, mm-hmm. you are more attractive. Yeah. And this is the first time I think ever in the show that I'm like Sara. What? <laughs> I do not agree with this. She she likes to you know she likes to talk the talk even if she doesn't know what she what, so sometimes she doesn't know what she's talking about. Yeah, and and like well, okay, so it focuses on Nora. The, the whole conversation is really for the benefit of Nora. Yeah, like from a, from a feminist perspective, I almost like hate sometimes talking about feminism because it's just like an overused word. Sometimes. No, go for it. But um, from like a, from a feminist perspective, especially when it comes to like feminism that p- pertains to gender relations and what we what kind of behavior we're taught as men or women, boys or girls, and how we should behave what's acceptable for each gender, there's this sense of, like, oh, boys will be boys, mm-hmm. therefore we women have to change our behavior to make yes. that fit. And this is what Sana is um, articulating. Yes. And I just, I'm like, no. no it's- However, I really like that it's on Nura, because I think, to some extent, as we talked about, I think, in a previous episode, a lot of her arc with William, I think, is supposed to be, they kind of don't, I don't know that they, I'll see if they fully embrace this through the rest of the episodes, but a sort of sense of, like, trying to redefine herself, or... Or, or not redefine completely, but reorient herself as to where she is with William because on the one hand she thinks of herself as a feminist, on the other hand she's kind of starting to act in a very unfeminist in way, way and, and sort of like being attracted to a guy who she never thought she would be attracted to. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's that's kind of what I just took out of that moment. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, and I think, so the other detail is that we they tell us that Roos is actually starting that Friday. Yeah, that's uh, so it's like sort of this whole thing because Nora's is happy because she's well, Nora's conflicted because she's not happy. She's she just got kicked out of Williams' uh, apartment. Yeah, she's kind of weird. She, but mental she's technically 
still with him. Mm -hmm. So she's trying to process all of that, kind of what you just said. And in another instance, Nora would have said something to Sana about what she was exactly. saying. Exactly. But she didn't because she... She's just sort of like, I don't even know anything what's real anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's so, like, inside, like, uh-huh. a mess that she's like, well, maybe Sana is onto something. Right, uh, right. Or, or there just, is some truth to yes. her words, even if not to all of it. Yeah. Which, no, girl. But, okay, so before we move on, the reason I was like... But here, yes. Okay, so this is the part that's like totally recontextualized for yeah. me. So this, th- throughout this entire scene, Vilde, literally the first thing she says to Nora is, you have such good morals, Nora. Yeah, like she's totally laying it on thick to the point where I wrote down clunky. Like, why is this so thick? But now it's no, not no, clunky. No, no, it's like over and it's over. Perfect. She's trying shame Nora without Nora even knowing. Yeah, like, I admire you so much. And Nora is definitely feeling it. Yeah, and she she just doesn't know it's on purpose. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, Nora is very, like, oh, yeah, good (laughs) morals. I thought it was pretty freaking great. (laughs) It's pretty great. I mean, it was kind of great. The whole, like, Nora Vilda thing I enjoyed throughout, even without realizing the thing that I, like, stupidly forgot. I'm sorry. (laughs) I've been sick for, like, a week and a half. It's okay. Um, I don't even know my own name anymore. <laughs> no, it's kind of hilarious. Yeah. So Vilda is has this knowledge that no one else has at this point, because even Eva doesn't know, which is something that I want to talk about later. And she's, so she's... Oh, it tr- makes everything so much more delicious. Yeah. I'm sorry. So, yes. so there is definitely this layer where I'm, like, admiring a little bit Vilda. Yes. And the way she's handling this because she she could go about this in a bunch of different ways yeah she could have come up and slapped and, Nora and the maybe way this is a little bit the pettiest but also like I don't know I feel like she's processing the information she's yeah. taking the time to process it in yeah. a way that you wouldn't necessarily expect of her yeah um if that makes sense uh okay I think that's yeah. it for that mm-hmm. So then we have a very short scene of, yeah. of Nora in the bathroom. Uh, yeah, she's putting on lipstick. Yeah, but I think the, that has two purposes. Uh-huh. First of all, is to, remi- to remind us who Maddie is, because she's going to show up later. Yeah, I noticed that she's... And sort of this connection that they know who the other yeah, one so is. she's the blonde girl. Where did we last see her? I can't remember now. At, I know we did see her at once. The, at, at, at the Penetrator's charity event, or not a charity, a fundraising, fundraising event. Fundraising, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. Talking to William. To, yes, yeah, yeah. So, like, visually, so like a, it's just visually she's been set up... Uh-huh. Someone who knows William, someone that we've seen in school since season one, yep. and now, like, sort of, like, visually we've seen Nora and her in the same frame, in the same space. So that's pretty much that. And then the other thing is that I wanted to make more of a note of from now on is Nora and mirrors. Oh. Uh, we see her, we've seen You're her right. a lot, and it's usually with the question of the lipstick, so it's, uh-huh. like, the two sort of together of, like, her reflection, how she sees herself, the purpose of the lipstick, what it is, yes. what is it Why for. am I putting this on? Yeah. Because I like it, because it makes me attracted to other people, to men. Because it's not until Maddie tells her that the lipstick makes her look sexy or cute or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, like, suddenly she's self-conscious, and she takes it off, I think, right? I think she takes it off. Uh, oh, yeah, because in the next scene, I notice she's not wearing any. And then, William pulls Nora into an empty classroom because she's been ignoring him since he kicked her out of right. the house. So here come the creepy vibes. Okay, so you want to do you want to take this or should I start it? Oh, uh, you go ahead. Okay, so basically he tries to explain himself and he apologizes it yep. kind of like he definitely apologizes for doing that. Yep. But then she's like, "Okay, great. That's not good enough. Why did you do it?" Right. So he gives her some story about he, her brother. Yeah, his so he brother. Gives his excuse. Yeah. Being like, "I just having his heart broken and not wanting to rub it in his face and blah blah." And he's been blah. depressed. I mean, it's a bad excuse, even if it were true. <laughs> Which spoiler alert, it's, it's not. not. But I did feel the apology. Yes, and then well, because then there's like the second part where he's like, "I'm sorry that I hurt you," and then Nora's like, "You didn't hurt me." 
I love um, that part. Yeah, because she calls him out and she's like, don't be arrogant. You didn't yeah, hurt me. Yeah. I just think you're a dick. <laughs> yes, exactly. She calls him out, which is my favorite part. That yeah. even though she's having the struggle and we know she's having the struggle, she still always, at the end of the day, calls him out. Yeah. And what I like about him where, yes, there's definitely, like you said, there's a lot of weird vibes, I think, sometimes during the scene, mm-hmm. again, and the intensity that he gives off. But that when he promises not to be an asshole, yeah. it doesn't feel like a line. It feels like honest. Yeah, I, I'll say this. I think he genuinely means it and believes it in that moment. <laughs> Whether I think he's capable of that is yet to be determined. Yes. And I'm actually siding on no. And actually in this episode... He doesn't. He doesn't. I know. He's yeah. still kind of... So, but dick. we'll get to that. But, um... Uh, but yeah, and he then agrees and promises it won't happen again. And then he, Nora's like, well, okay, well, at least it's good that this happened because now we can make it clear that we're not a couple. And that's yeah. where he's like, no, he's we like, are. No, we are. No, we are. No, we are. And <laughs> that's his, like, very serious voice. Yes, and that's, and that's, again, that's the thing. It's like, it's this moment where part of me thinks it's sweet and then part of me is like, dude, like, give her some fucking space. Yes. But you know what? Okay, I went through the same thought process around this moment and then I realized in a weird way, I can't believe I'm going to say this, I wonder if his, that kind of forcefulness to some extent and there's like a very fine line on this and it's probably you know there's scenes that are more okay than others that kind of forcefulness is actually kind of good for her given this given that we they've established her as a character who is constantly going to be trying to push him out she doesn't want him to enter her personal boundaries and she you know it would be very easy for her to keep people away so he has to to some extent and like huge you know qualifier for that is yes okay yeah no, i'll give you that but, but i did think like it's thematically and in character kind of like in keeping with what yes we've seen I, so I think far. it is definitely in keeping with what we've seen so far whether or not that scene makes you uncomfortable it does not seem to make her uncomfortable so read it as you will right 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 <laughs> and then uh and they're almost caught they're almost caught because they're like kissing in the classroom and then some girls come in which i feel like throughout this episode they're always almost caught uh-huh. but um, whatever or actually are caught. or actually are yeah. <laughs> okay so then new day new scene and the girls are hanging out it's one of those scenes where two things are going on at the same time nora is texting william we'll talk about that in a sec whereas the girls are having this other conversation my episode didn't have subtitles but you uh looked up yeah i looked them up because yeah. what they're talking about essentially it's uh chris posted a picture of sana holding a beer and it wasn't her beer it was she was holding a beer for builder for a second but in the picture she's holding the beer and then chris like the which the caption that she wrote is beer at seven prayers at eight uh, <laughs> okay but that's funny and so chris was like it was supposed <coughs> to be funny uh-huh. but I, but chris is totally willing to to take it off because she doesn't want to cause problems for sana who we've seen from the background is one of her closest friends yeah but sana's adamant that she shouldn't she's like look they they have no place to judge me they don't know what i'm actually doing okay oh, sana what i noticed in when i rewatched it with the right subs was that eva's the one was like well you know you are holding a beer what are they supposed to be thinking Oh, okay. Okay, I like that. Yeah. I love this conversation, actually. And then Asana, again, reiterates, like, it doesn't matter. It's not their place to judge me, which is literally, like, the, t- the theme of, like, season four. Uh-huh. So I don't know that I actually had ever seen that scene with the red subs. Yeah. So I thought, I think it actually does bring a little bit more to her feelings towards Jamila. That yeah, I, thought, yeah, yeah. I always thought were very unfair, 
But now I'm like, okay, I can see a little bit more where she's coming from yeah. and where her insecurities about. Totally. And and um, Sana's character struggle to be who she is without, like, caring what anyone thinks. But at yes. the same time, on some level, you do also have yes. to yes, because <laughs> care what other people think because yeah. like, you live in a society. And, and, the things that, and the things that are most important to her are her friends and her faith. And she doesn't know how, how, to, make, to, how to make sense of both yeah. of them. Oh yeah, it's even fantastic that the thing she's kind of quote-unquote, like, why well, I keep saying quote-unquote? <laughs> the thing that she's kind of getting in trouble for is a photo of her hanging out with her friends ha- holding a beer is those two worlds conflicting. conflicting. That's really good and on character and like so fun that they planted it so early. So early, yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was really interesting and so I overall really just liked that conversation even though, again, it's not supposed to be the focus of the scene. Right, right, right. Because the focus of the scene is supposed to be the, the texting that William and Nora are doing. Yes, William's texting Nora kind of creepy sexy things about yes. having a dream uh, of her yeah or that, that, that they had sex and she seems fine with it she's kind of re- replying I think um, yeah she seems fine with it that's that's another one of the points where I'm like I feel like I would have liked that conversation more in person I than totally over text agree. I totally agree they were just like there was just some forcefulness that made him seem like even more of a dick uh-huh. through text uh-huh. than he would have I think person. it has so much to do with like the saying no conversation. Yes, exactly. She said no. She said no, and he brings it up over and over. Yeah. And this is the one point, with the one point where it doesn't seem like he's okay with it in the whole episode. Like, yeah, it seems like he's um, manipulating her. Yeah. It seems like he's like, yeah, it's the old manipulations that we've, not old, because it was like five episodes ago, (laughs) that make us so uncomfortable. So I was just like, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you you talked about this two days ago, like. yeah. So, but she seems okay with it. And, and then, then field day, because she knows, brings up that right. Ruse is just starting and that William is going to be sleeping with all these girls. Oh my God, that whole conversation <laughs> is so much crazier. Yeah, and as and, she, basically as she's saying all these things, also Vilda just came uh, from working out. Yeah, uh, she's been running. So it's kind of continuing that like character subplot of um, her body issues, was, I guess. Yeah. Like, she's basically looking at Nora the entire time when she's like, you know, William's going to be sleeping with all these girls, but it's okay. But I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um, That's really interesting. I... By the way, I did, she does say, I wonder if he'll break his brother's record of 130 girls. So I did a little math, because we know Roos lasts three weeks, right? Yeah. So 130 girls in three weeks, in case you're curious, <laughs> is 43.3 girls a week, which breaks down to 6.9, 6.19 girls a day. I don't think there's even that many teenagers in Norway. In Norway. <laughs> Maybe in Norway. Not in Oslo. Not Norway. in Oslo. Not in Oslo. Yeah. So, obviously... I read that as Vilda being humorously exaggerating, though in context of the thing that I had forgotten, she's exaggerating probably with intent, which is so funny. Yeah, so so this is the first time, well, for some of the people in the group, this is new information that that William has a brother, he's Nikolai's, the Magnuson brothers, and how they both have, like, terrible reputations. Mm -hmm. I think Chris volunteers information that her sister is in class with his brother in Stockholm and told her that Nikolai gave their half their class chlamydia, which when we, of course, think of Scam Spain. Yeah. And I love the Vilda line I wrote it down. I thought it was the funniest one, except there's a funnier one later. She's something about, like, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm totally fine with William sleeping with all these girls. I mean, it's the most important time of his life. I don't want to interfere with that. And just, like, the, almost the whole conversation, a lot of it's on Nura, on yeah. Nura's face, and just, man, there's a lot going on yeah. there. That line, I also, I did not make, I did not make a note of it in terms of writing it down, but I was like, girl, Vilda, yeah. the way you talk sometimes 
is well because when I was rewatching the the when I was watching the bloopers for season one, I got to hear her speech again when she finds out about uh, Jonas being like the boyfriend of Eva's former best friend uh -huh. and the way that she tells that story I'm like there has never been a more dramatic telling <laughs> yeah. of anything yes. ever yes but she's such an amazing combination of she's so dramatic but like those big blue eyes nice. are huge and she's so like they've got that little smile yeah, yeah exactly and she's so kind of sincerely earnestly innocent but also saying awful things yes yes it's a fascinating combination yeah um made more fascinating by the fact that she knew what she was saying when she said it and it almost makes me wonder if she's like subtly judging Nora or sending her a message of like I like I don't know I'm just speculating but like I'm the one who really loves Wilhelm because I'm willing to give him space are you or I mean maybe there's a layer of that. I mean maybe I think there's a layer of that the simpler and simpler version of and course, then I just, think there's just also a layer of like you're no better or, yes. or do you yeah you're no better you're, do, yeah totally like do you know what you're actually fucking stepping into you've been like, so judgmental of me and everyone else but do you think you're the one who's gonna change William come on yeah exactly yeah yes. it's so good um then the next scene is, is I think it's Friday and yes. Nora gets in the car in William's okay. car and she's just like screaming at him from yeah. like she is super pissed okay I'm gonna say this this is this this is the scene that if I were her home trash this would be my okay garbage pile okay um there's I mean and there's a very specific moment that happens at the end that I was just like oh punch to my gut and it, like hits all my buttons okay uh so we'll get to it so but yeah she gets in the car She's like, look, you're going to be sleeping around, and if you're going to be sleeping around, you shouldn't be waiting for me to, like, be at home waiting for you and all this stuff. And, and he's, he's just like, whoa, okay. He, he's like, okay, you seem to know more than me. And he, basically, he's, like, trying to sort of kind of, like, use logic and be like, why would I have gone through all this trouble of trying to get with you if then, like, all I want to do is go sleep around with a bunch of girls. girls. I kind of don't know how I feel about this section of the scene in the sense that, um... I kind of don't like that she is the one coming off as the hysterical girl and he's the Fair. rational well, guy. Well, interesting, because what I liked about it was that he doesn't seem, he, he doesn't make any excuses throughout. Like, he's so yeah. calm, but then but now... I, that's kind of the thing. Yeah, about, and now you're right. Now now I'm... She just, it kind of, but, but I mean, I, I, I just think I'm conflicted about it. I, I Like, she, call, she calls him out on different types of bullshit throughout again, yeah. and he's all like, Yes, no, that's dumb. <laughs> yeah. um, it's really mostly just this beginning because she I guess just comes in so flustered. And but I, he never he never takes the bait, I think, which I find interesting, where yeah. he's just like, no. Right, right, right. Again, um, very So something about him bidding. It's that coolness that I liked in season one once in a while where I actually did enjoy him, where uh -huh. he was just like, yeah, no. Right, yeah, he does, he doesn't, yeah, for a guy who has a lot of bullshit himself. He doesn't tolerate bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> which so, is kind of so interesting. So that's interesting. And that's, she finally calls him out on the whole, like, I know your brother didn't have a yeah. girlfriend. This is getting into the meat of the scene. And then, so, so he admits it. And it's that sort of stuff where he's like, yeah, you're right. I lied. Where I'm and like. he's so matter of fact about it. Yes. And so I'm like, I want to be madder at him. I know, but I'm like, but he, of, he won't let me. Yeah, like, I kind of admire that. Though when he says, um, and then she, the best part is when she says, like, but why? Why did you lie? And he says, because you needed a reason. <laughs> and I was like, on the one hand, I admire your honesty. On the other hand, Again, American Psycho vibes. Yes. Like, it's like it's like a person whose morals are that it's okay to lie when it's utilitarian or yes. something. Yeah. And I'm just like, 
there's it's more complex. There than is that. a little bit of a weirdness there because he again he's not he's he's only willing to. It's weird. There's some weird manipulation. Yeah. Again, it's like I need I I understand that this is what you need from me, so I will provide it. Yes, and it's like no, oh, no, that's not how people work. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, but, so, but it is very in line with his like rich kid character mm-hmm. because. I, at least the archetypally, the things that are associated with someone like that is that they've gotten their way their whole life, yes. and they're just used to people giving them things and, yeah. and like paving the way for them, and so it kind of makes sense. Um, I w- I hope it's something that, and I genuinely don't remember if it is or isn't. It's something that is kind of addressed, and he begins to like. Mm-hmm. She does begin to make him better. Yeah. Um, quote unquote. <laughs> Um, but, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. So that, and then that brings on the whole conversation about like the whole, why are you lying? And he again reminds her that she's lying to Bill Day too. Which is a great conversation. This is the first time that when he brings the Bill the thing out, I don't hate him for it. Oh, I'm yeah. like, no, he's I'm right. on his side. Yeah, yeah, totally. And basically, he lied to Vilda. How is that different? I'm lying to protect you. And she says, I don't need to be protected. And, and she's this, did you ask Vilda if she wants to be protected? Right, right. And I was like, damn, man. You like, make a good fucking point. Yeah, mic drop. <laughs> yep. Boom, walk away. Yeah, so that was that was probably my favorite part of the whole conversation. And then, this is actually a pretty like lengthy scene of them. Just oh, the two of them in long. a car. Yeah. Then Nora's like, bottom line is, I don't feel like I can trust you. I don't know anything about your family. You won't let me be your brother, etc. And he's like, well, I don't know anything about your family. I think one thing I really appreciate about the po- at this point in the scene is that he is, he's in a good way pushing in the yes, scene. Yes, yes. Because, again, he says, and he, what's this really about? I think he says it twice. Yeah. And so she has put up her usual defense method of, okay, well, something is making me feel uncomfortable, so I'm just going to push it yeah. out. So then eventually that's when we get to and her finally admitting, I yeah. just feel like I can't trust you. Yes. And he's like, okay, let's go through this. And again, when he says, well, I don't know anything about your family, it still doesn't feel completely, like, it doesn't feel like he's being defensive. Like, again, he's, there's a genuine aspect of, of, like, okay, you're right, but, like, I'm not. Yeah, it's almost like he's saying, well, but that's normal. We've just met. Let me find out. Like, that's just where we're at in our relationship still. Yeah, so then they have the family talk. And yeah, she is, explains about herself. And I, her background is really interesting for her character. She's So she says she's the unwanted daughter of, uh, or an oops baby, basically, of um, a sexologist, her mother, and a psychologist, her father, which is just like the worst combination <laughs> of professions one could probably ever have. I have a mother who's a psychiatrist, and let me tell you, <laughs> difficult people to parent. Uh, so anyway, um, she says she uh, felt like they didn't love her. They were just sort of obsessed with their own selfish sex life, love life, whatever. Um, she fled to Madrid when she was 15, as soon as she could. Um, and currently they are on distant but good terms. They talk yeah, once they, a week. A month, once, or yeah, a month, month or something like that. And then so she basically unloads all of them. Like, right. see, here, here are all the facts. And in then a she, very kind of analytical defense, not defensive, yes. but like in a clinical way. She just yeah. lays it out. Like, She's here like, are the facts. Here are the facts. They're just facts. They yeah. don't really matter. Yeah, and then she, I, and then suddenly kind of realizes that she just put herself out there. Right. And she kind of goes, well, so what about you? Yeah. And instead of him being like, no, I'm going to share it, he just looks at her, takes a beat to just look at her. And he's like, I find that impossible to believe that you, that they wouldn't love you. Okay. So I'm paraphrasing this, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but that's, I mean, that's essentially what he says. Like, it's impossible that they don't love you. And I just... Like, that was, that was my soft spot where I was yeah. like, oh, my buttons got something I pushed. Like, anything to do with kids and parenting and parental love okay. is, 
I just see to me it to me it was I mean it's two things yeah one to of me them. it was the moment right after uh-huh. where she turns away yes and the camera doesn't follow her she's just looking out the window all we see of the back of her head and we can tell that she's like well oh, we see that she's starting to cry when she turns away and he just like reaches over and uh-huh. like touches her uh-huh. and I was just like <sighs> yeah he's there for her he's yes. like being a very nice human I, I think for me it's it's the parental love angle whether it's scenes of parents being good parents, like we've yeah. seen with some versions of That's fair. season one, or love being withdrawn or withheld. And yes. um, I get you. yeah, it, it totally just and then combined with someone saying you are you're, lovable, yeah, you're worthy of love. Yes, the whole Brene Brown yeah. thing, which I just it just I just I paused it because I was like, oh shit, I need to collect myself for a second because it was so unexpectedly emotional and just perfectly performed by both of them. Um, yeah, overall, I guess I didn't remember. Apparently, by the way, also that's Nora's soft spot because, <laughs> because this is a pivotal scene for It is a pivotal scene for me. I guess when I looked back on the scene, I mostly what I remembered is the part we haven't talked about with Isaac. I had forgotten how emotionally like important the scene right. actually was for their relationship. So he's won her over, essentially. Uh-huh. Or he's won her back he's over. He's won her back over. <laughs> and that's when, like, now... Oh, and he says he'll introduce her to her brother. Yeah. He, well, but, yeah, like, was, I said compromise. But first he says, oh. I don't want to hurt you. And that's another right. moment of, again, we don't know. Yeah. He can't promise that he won't because he knows himself, Even though I think. doesn't he promise? I don't... He, uh, he, he does at some point, but maybe not right he, here. I think he says, he, I don't want to hurt you, but maybe I'm wrong. I mean, yeah. he does say I promise. He definitely says I promise. Yes, I think he maybe he does say point. I promise. And then sort of like the compromise is that he says, you know, you can meet my brother, it really matters to you. Uh-huh. And then so that we don't end this entire episode on a downer, uh, as they're sitting in the car, Nora sees Isak get into Penetrator Chris's car, and she's like, that's weird. And right. she, she brings it up to William and he's like, yeah, what's the big deal? Although I think he must have some idea of what's going on. Yeah. And she's all like, I just didn't know they knew each other. And he's like, yeah, neither did I. And she's <laughs> like, no, but it's weird. The episode ends with this kind of very like, dun dun dun. <laughs> so that's that for episode six. Yes. So now we're moving on to episode seven, which, mm-hmm. do you want to say the name? <laughs> yes, I do. Nora, you need cock. <laughs> 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 Good episode titling. I'm yes. taking notes, taking yeah. tips. This kind of amazing. Uh, so yeah, so we open with Nora and Eva in bed. Uh, they're complaining about cell phone batteries, which I made a note of because yes. it's such. Don't we all? Such don't such we all? Great youthful dialogue, and they're ironically both on their phones with yes. each other, looking at different stuff, stuff. complaining about the batteries being short. <laughs> it's perfect. Uh, and I think oh, it had been set up in the previous episode. I think that the penetrators were gonna. Uh, announce the name of right. their concept. Is that what it's yeah, called? Yeah, it's like their concept, their for, concept the bus. For, for their bus. Like their theme because they dress up because it's like Halloween for three weeks. Yeah. So it's called Riot Club. Do you know what that's a reference to? No. I think it's a reference to the movie Riot Club, which oh. I haven't seen. Would like to. Heard it wasn't great, unfortunately. But it's directed by Lore and Shoffling, I think was her name. Something like that. So she's Dutch, I think. Anyway, she directed An Education oh. with uh, Carrie Mulligan. Yeah. Which I love that movie. Yeah. So I really wanted to see I've never Riot seen Club. the first 12 minutes because Belen made us late, what, 10 years ago, and I've never forgiven her. <laughs> yeah, Belen, that's golden 10, min- or 10 minutes. Oh, anyway, but the reason I mentioned it is I was looking it up just to make sure I'm right, and it's, it's based on a play, I think, originally called Posh, but I looked up, so this is the poster for Riot Club. Okay, tell me that these three, all these three guys just look like slightly photoshopped versions of Edward from Twilight. Twilight? Twilight. Look at them. (laughs) 
Give me a like, little bit. Like, this one in the middle is one look of, what's his uh, it's not Edward, what's his real name? Not William. What is his real name? Uh, Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Our Pats. Our Pats. Okay, he looks, like, this is one Our Pats look. This is another Our Pats look. <laughs> that one definitely. <laughs> this one less, like, the one on the far yeah. right is the least Our Okay, and, and the tagline for the movie is, filthy, rich, spoiled, rotten. Okay. Which I yeah, it feels correct. Right for the, the, the okay, the interesting, interesting. And I think it's about like posh boarding school, like poor, like class, different classes. In like poor kid goes to boarding okay. school, deals with chaotic. Uh, as you know, your typical boarding school stories. Yeah, yeah. I love boarding school stories, by the way. I know. <laughs> I really want to see this movie. It's really hard to find. I haven't been able to find it. Interesting. Either. Well, so I stand corrected. It is um, available on Netflix. I will. Watch it soon. Yeah, we'll watch it soon. We ha- I know we have all these movies we want to watch. No, but I'm leaving for three weeks to go to Puerto Rico. <sighs> Gabby, I'm sorry, leaving behind in LA. So then Nora, she's like, "Hey, so I have to tell you about this thing I saw between Penetrator Chris and Isaac, which I thought was really weird." And Eva pretty quickly snaps to like, "They must be having a relationship." Yeah, yeah. There's there's a secret relationship. Yeah. It's the only thing that can make sense. Yeah, and no, no, no. And then Nora's like. Sitting in a car together doesn't mean that you're, like, in a relationship. <laughs> Which, now that I think about it, is very self-conscious. I know! I thought it was, I thought she was, yeah. sort of being like, because even if Emma was like, so how did you see them? She'd be like, I was just sitting in a car, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but anyway. Stop uh, accusing me. But Nora does agree that it's like, it struck her as really odd, and as she's sort of finishing that thought, Eskil comes in, uh, which uh-huh. is a, a, a theme of the episode. Eskil doesn't believe in personal boundaries. To be fair, now that I think about it, he gives Isaac a lot more space than he gives Nora. This is true. This is very true. There's this fandom idea, and I think it's supported by the text. Eskil is this sort of gay guru. Isaac is his, like, soft adopted child. Right, and right. And I feel I mean, like... He calls himself guru. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. But, like, it definitely feels very true in what we what we see here and what we see in season three. Yes, the fact that he changes his behavior because he's like, because he knows with Nora, he thinks he knows with Nora, yeah. uh, it's safe to yes, exactly. be bitchy with her. But like, There's but this skill doesn't, Eskil, 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 Isak is more fragile. Yes, there's like a softness there yeah. to their interaction. Aww. I know, oh my god. <laughs> so anyway, so he comes in and he's like, what are you guys talking about? What are you guys talking about? What are you guys talking yeah. about? Uh, paraphrasing again. And Eva. No, so, that's basically it. <laughs> <laughs> and Emma sort of like looks at Nora const- like yeah you haven't told him about Isaac yeah so she, he he like forces it not forces it he he manipulates it kind of in an yeah. amusing way out of Ava and so Eva breaks and is yeah, like well we have this friend in her defense Eskil has a way about him yes that you just want to tell him everything yeah you're like and no you, you need to know and you want him to be your friend and you want to giggle with him about yes. the thing that you're talking about <laughs> that is him his personality yeah so she tells him we have this friend we think he's gay we found like gay porn on his phone <laughs> and he's like oh, he's gay and Nora's <laughs> like you think everyone's gay and he's like no 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 but really like show me some pictures uh-huh. so, <laughs> and basically uh-huh. it ends with Eskil knowing his Twitter handle and following him on his own Instagram, sorry, his Instagram handle, uh-huh. and following him on Twitter as Isaac Yaki, and he, he leaves the room saying, like, I'm going to find out whether this guy is yes. gay or not. Trouble. And then, I, again... As Eskild would say, as actually. As would say. <laughs> and then, as he leaves, Nora's like, Eva, you have no idea what you started. And I'm like, actually, like, if this conversation hadn't happened, like, I don't, I can't imagine what Isaac's life would be like. 
Like, mm-hmm. it's such a, it's such a minor thing, but it sets up this whole chain of events. Right. And so I was trying to remember, because I can't quite remember, but, like, basically... Well, you know what? I'll save my question for later. Because for when actually, we have the second yeah, scene. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's more pertinent there. Okay, so then um, we end on another, like, dun-dun-dun. <laughs> and it's Monday, uh, and... <laughs> And Nora and Wilhelm, uh, William. You can call him Wilhelm. It's fine. Uh, apparently, he doesn't like it, and he's very serious <laughs> about not liking it. They're making out, and I would assume is the school basement. I don't. It definitely looked weird, like for any basement, much less a school basement. <laughs> but it's this like creepy dungeony looking place. Oh, and I think. Wait, I think yeah, Roos has already started the the previous Friday, or is about to start. I guess they've made the announcement for the. Yeah, well, he's definitely theme. wearing he's definitely wearing his ruse pants in the other scene oh, they're making out, but I, I don't know if in this one I did because I made a note of it. Oh, yeah, but yeah. not in this one because a lot of my notes for this episode is like they make out, uh, <laughs> and basically he's trying to like make plans, and he says he can't go out tonight because he, he has, has bus stuff. stuff. And then um, he kind of like invites himself over to her place, which he kind of looks weirded about, weirded out about, and I can't tell if it's about the bus stuff or about coming over. I couldn't tell either. I read I it originally. The bus. Stuff. I read it as the bus stuff. Yeah. And then, and then they kind of just, like, awkwardly start each other, and she's like, okay, well, didn't you, you have to, leaving? Yeah, don't like, you have to go to class? And he's like, I can't leave, because I have a hard on. <laughs> okay, and then there's this part with the, when the subs, where I'm like, I don't know if it's, like, a translation thing, or if this is actually what they're saying, where he's all like, stop being delicious. And she's like, I can't stop being delicious. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, at least I took it as, like, oh, I believe that that's conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and basically, they're just, like, teasing each other, yeah. and it's fine, it's cute. And then... Yeah, this is your part that you liked, right? Oh, yeah. Um, I can't remember which I said was my favorite line. This was up there. Basically, he says, like, tell me something unromantic. So I... Yeah, so... so Turn me off. Turn me off. And she (laughs) says, "Uh, when will I meet your brother? (laughs) Which I feel like is this verbal cold shower. Like, I felt it. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of amazing. He also retaliates. Well, basically, he says, like, okay, by the end of the week... And then he retaliates by saying, by the way, I got a message from Vilda, Vilda. which is the cold shower for her. For her. He, basically, Vilda wants to get invited to this Ruth party on Friday. Which means Ruth has started. Yeah. Or yeah. at least this is the or first party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She, Nora's, Nora's like, like, no. Categorically shoots it down. She cannot be in the bus with Vilda and him at the same time. Yeah. And then we cut to just Eva and Vilda talking, and they're talking about... Uh, Vilda's talking about how you can get chlamydia in your eye, and I only mention it because this is actually a recurring joke for the entire show. <laughs> At least starting now, like, in the in the season four, it, it's brought up again, for sure. I don't remember it. Uh, it must have just, like, washed right over me. I mean, the fact that it's a recurring joke washed over me. But, um, I both found this very funny and also just kind of, like, girls, get some education. education. Like... <laughs> Don't feed. You have Google. Yeah. You're the Google generation. Like, yeah. girls. And then... This is my favorite line. So then Nora sits down and joins them, and she looks wrecked. <laughs> like, like her hair is completely messed uh-huh. up, her makeup is completely smudged, and they're... Her and lipstick. Her lipstick is, <laughs> like... Most importantly. Yeah. And... Eva and looking at her like look at her like where were you? And she says that she was eating. To which uh, they respond like, "What were you eating, Dick?" (laughs) (laughs) And it's just perfectly timed, perfectly executed line. Spot on, loved it. It's still very much the Eva that we love, like, and that, and then that's what I get throughout this entire episode. Eva is still being sort of like herself and perceptive and funny, and it makes me sad that Nora isn't responding with like confidence Uh like to like hey you're my best friend 
I'm gonna share this with you because it's not like it would come out of nowhere. Uh, and then Sneaky Veal Day, I literally wrote Sneaky Veal Day. Uh-huh. It's all like or we're going, party. we're gonna go party with the pen with the penetrators. Yes. Which, well, no, it's funny. Uh, she says Riot Club, and I was like, no, there will always be the penetrators, penetrators to me. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, there will always be the penetrators <laughs> to all of us. Okay. And then Veal is like to uh, to Nora. Who do you want to hook up with? Basically saying, like, you have to hook up. You can't be a prude in these situations. Maybe I could hook you up with... She, just, she names one of them, and she's like, he's this, he's he's your type. He's feminine. To which Nora is like, like, what? <laughs> and so, she, yeah, she's really, like, poking Yeah, she's her. really poking at it. Uh, while this is going on, Nora's trying to text William to be like, what the hell, dude? Like, like I told you no. <laughs> which is... That I feel like the actual title of this episode should be I Told You No. Yeah. Nay Vilde or Nay. Just or Nay. Nay Wilhelm. Nay Wilhelm. Um, she said no. And then <laughs> that transition sense is to William going into... So Nora brings William home to her apartment. Uh-huh. And then they start making out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he brings up the sex talk again. Right. Um, and yeah, he's like, remember how you said uh, you wouldn't have sex until you were married? That was very funny. And she's like, I wasn't joking. To which he seems really annoyed, yes. more so, so than even the first time yes. around. This is the more dickish that he seems uh-huh. in terms of that. But he collects himself, and then he says... Uh, he says, I think it's cool to wait. Yeah. <laughs> and, she, and, and her face, when she's like... No. No. Do you really? Yeah. And um, he says no. <laughs> <laughs> this is the scene where you can see that he's wearing the red pants, which is oh, like the jumper. That's, that's right, because that's what they're wearing at the party. Yeah, because that's what lets everyone know that you're participating in, in the, Yeah, yeah. And then... Eskil opens the door. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is his no boundaries. Yeah. He, it's almost like, do you ever hear the expression, I think it's a French comedy? Do you know what a French comedy is? I think I, I, I hope I'm not messing this up, but I think I learned this in like an undergrad. A play or movie that takes place in one location and people okay. keep coming in and out of doors. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So Eskil is like the one man French comedy. <laughs> anyway, so he comes in. And immediately he's like, oh, who's this? Yeah, and he forces introductions. And it's really funny because Nora goes like, Eskil, William, yeah. William, Eskil, Eskil, William. William. <laughs> and Eskil is just like jaw agape, drooling over William, which is uh, And that's when, that's when Eskil informs them that Isak is not gay. Yep. Uh, to which Nora's like, dude, like, you're not supposed to be sharing this information. Like, and Eskil's like, what? It's a secret that he's not gay? Like, what's going on in the yeah, world? And, and, and I guess we can take a pause and maybe this is where yeah. you want to ask the questions. Yeah, because I was like, so if I'm remembering pieces from last year or we're putting it together, he has already found out that, um, that Isak is gay, but is like, agreed to keep him in the closet as long as he's comfortable for it. He doesn't know, because Isaac doesn't come out to him until season three, but he knows. Right. Like, so, he's, he's... I mean, sorry, he's... he's. I phrased that badly. He's recognized that Isaac is not comfortable coming out. Uh, yes. And he is um, heading the girls off at the past. So, actually, that kind of, like, funny but dickish thing he did over, like, I'm going to talk to him... Um, it's actually a very good thing because yes. he found out and actually protects him. That's what I'm. That's what I meant. Aww. That's what I. That's what I meant when I said Nora's like, "Oh, you don't know what you started." And I was like, "No, this is gonna be a really defining moment because when I I don't know the exact timeline, but what I believe is this is when this is when Eskil finds Isaac drunk at a gay bar. Right, and that's why I was confused. Does I don't that know. I don't before. I don't after? know if it happens before or after. I don't know exactly what happened, but they definitely talked through the DMs. Um, 
and like he's definitely got a sense from what I understand that Isaac is gay but like you said he's like he's not comfortable with this this is his own journey and Escula is not gonna out anyone because he understands this maybe I mean not only is he not gonna out him he's actually gonna actively squash the, yeah yeah the stories out there because it's not his journey it's not his story yeah. it's not his place it's not right it's yeah. not right which is such a thing I mean, not that this is the time to discuss this, but it's, like, such a thing in today's world where we try to shame people who aren't ready to come out, and then right. we force kids... Right, there's almost this attitude of, like, it's so it's fine to be gay. Why yeah. aren't you yeah. comfortable with it? Which and is something like, that we'll discuss in season three, because it's still, like, every Emma, every time they say that, com- uh-huh. that thing to, to, to Isaac or Martino or whoever, it drives me crazy, because it's like, no, first of all, it's not your fucking place, and second of all, you do not know the circumstances. Yeah, you don't know... Th- and so there's this, like, this pressure from the LGBT community at times to force kids out when they're just... They can't for whatever reason. Maybe it's safety, maybe it's something else. Like, it's not... You don't have all the facts. Yeah, just, like, everyone has their own pace of figuring... Them. I mean, it's figuring yourself out. That's a huge yeah. deal for on any... Thing, much less of uh, your sexual identity. So yeah, sexual and, and then eventually Eskil is gonna help him out in more than yeah. one way. I don't, I don't know why I'm treating this. We'll as come as to it. it. We'll come to it. Uh, so, so that's why that's what I meant. We're like, this is actually a really important thing it's, for Isad because it actually also gives him a person and a place to turn to, even if he doesn't know that he needs it. Yeah, um, yeah, but he does. Uh, but then Eskil being Eskil essentially ends the scene with. Um, Saying, turning to Nora and telling her that she's so uptight, uh, and telling uh, William to do something about it. To which he replies, "I'm, I'm trying." trying. <laughs> and um, then Eskel leaves, saying, "You know, again, she that she needs stick." Yeah, like, I think we have a theme this episode. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So yeah, and that moment like made me annoyed, but also it made Nora annoyed. So I think like it's what it's. Supposed oh yeah, to. it's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, I was like, I was. It was one of them where I was like, boys being boys, but I was like, fuck you both. Yes. <laughs> Like, in a kind way. Yes. Like, fuck you both. Y- yes. Uh, so then Vilda keeps text texting about, I'm going to hook you up with so-and-so. So, again, Nora's like, I told you that I didn't want us to party with right, you. Right, you have to stop this. And then he's like, I can't. The boys are excited about partying with a Muslim. And I was I like, know. I was like, oh, my God. I know. fucking penetrator. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of spin it in an interesting way that she says, like, why? And he's like, why not? And so it's unpleasant kind of way of like turning your um turning their not prejudice but their like weirded outness with someone who's different into your into her weirded out like it's yeah it's a very, it's, weird, it's a little very moment. weird moment where for the most part i'm like well that kind of is awful uh but uh, i mean not out of character no yeah, but like, i also there's it's ki- also kind of it felt very true yes uh yeah. Amusing to a certain extent. Yeah, but yeah, also, yeah. Like, I don't want to make a big deal out of yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. But, it was, just, like, but I, was, I was literally just like, guys, come. Uh-huh, I roll. Uh, yeah. But this, this does eventually get us one of my favorite Sana moments later on where she looks really cool. It's not in this episode. Oh, it's uh-huh. in the next That's episode fun. when they're talking about something that happened on the bus. Um, and she looks like a bus. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, so basically, like, Nora says, well, like, I'm not going then, and he's like, okay, we'll stay home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, that's the other thing, because that's the other thing, like, yes, he's saying, I'm not gonna hook up with a million girls during Ruse, that's not what, like, Ruse is gonna be about, because I'm with you and I'm taking that seriously, uh-huh. and I believe him when he says that, but also it's his fucking Ruse, he's not gonna fucking miss it, like, right. it is him partying yeah. with his boys, right, who are right, all right. awful people, but whatever. <laughs> uh... <laughs> You know, he's like, you're not going to take that away from me. Like, I'm I'm still me. And I think it's sort of them sort of finding the space about 
where to be themselves. Um, yeah, it's and, that kind of period in a relationship yeah. when you're figuring out, like, how much are we together and then how much are we just living our lives, I mean, our separate lives, which is also compounded by the fact that there's secret relationships. Yes, secret relationships. Uh, which is so funny because I feel like it's never been explicitly said, but everyone understands it. Mm-hmm. Um, and or, it, I should say they think it's secret. Yeah. But it, and it, it, they think it's secret, and the whole reason that it's secret is because of Bilde, who is literally the only person, person who knows. knows. <laughs> Except doesn't... Does Eva know yet? Eva doesn't know. Did she put it together? And, like, she put it together. She went on a date. Oh, right, 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 right. But not that. That's yeah, where obviously. my frustration comes from because she doesn't trust yes. her best friend with this. Yes, there is a kind of like I really like Eva. Just for a second, because I always well, talk I think, about. I think Eva. the next scene is an Eva uh, oh, okay, with an good. Eva scene, so we can. Well, let me just say this real quick. Like she, I, I enjoy all her scenes throughout throughout this episode, and yeah. I, I assume if my memory serves the rest of the season, but I I just hate that she's kind of sidelined, yeah. and isn't this, um, I guess which is what you're saying, that she isn't this, like, pivotal character for Nora, Nora. especially when in the first season we've established their best pivotal friends. relationship. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, same thing. It was like, we the next scene that we have is an Eva scene, and, and every Eva scene that we have had so far, I have enjoyed her, I liked what they've done with her, she's smart, she's amusing, she's witty. She is like the happy version of her first season yes. self, but there's also something a little bit shallow. Exactly, because, and then, and I felt that would have been fixed with if, if Nora had confided in her, but she doesn't. I honestly think she's kind of like the last person she confides to about this. Right. Uh, which is makes me a little sad. Yeah. Uh, because I think Eva deserves that from her best... Well, not that she deserves it, but that Eva would be a good uh, person to trust yeah, with that information. Yeah, Nora, unlike Sana, doesn't have, I don't think, the issue of not talking to her girlfriends. Yes. Of shutting everyone out. out. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of unfortunate. I'm curious why the choice was made. I mean, it might just be even, like... Like, it could be that for dramatic reasons she thought it would be better to stress it with other people, people yeah. um, or it could be like Eva the act, uh, Lisa Tiga was less available I don't know I feel like it's more of a writing choice yeah um, so um, I would like to think it's not just dropping the ball on continuity or anything like that yeah yeah I don't know uh, essentially, so now we're in the hallway scene, uh, like in our little famous hallway. Nora and Eva are, oh, yeah, they're, they're are, looking out the window. They're looking out the window. Eva's looking at Isak, who's outside in the courtyard, and she again is trying to. She's trying to basically process the information that Eskil gave them that he's supposedly not gay. Are you sure? Is he sure? Are you he's sure? Not gay? Um, Nora gets a text from William saying that her his brother left. Uh huh. Sure. So they won't be able to meet. Very very suspicious. Mm hmm. Uh, and then, <laughs> I, li- I still love that even with all this drama, we have the little, like, fun moments. Uh-huh. So, yeah, so now they're both sort of watching the the courtyard scene, and Penetrator Chris is walking by, and then they jokingly are like, oh, are they gonna, like, nod to each other or something? <laughs> and, of, and not and then, only do they no, nod to each other. And then, as Isak and Penetrator Chris, like, their eyes meet, yeah, uh-huh. I'm saying it like this, Isak does a call me sign, like, Eva loses it. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, no, they're definitely in a relationship. She's and then she comes up with this plan to text. Oh, sorry, to text to flirt with him at the party on Friday. And it's like, if he won't hook up with me, then he's definitely hooking up with Isaac. Yeah. <laughs> and I just again, I love her in this scene, but it's just like it's like these little light moments that as nice as nice as they are, I sort of wish that there was a little bit more meat to their so, friend. Yes, yeah, totally. to their friendship. Um, uh, one, one tiny thing I love, in light of the conversation we just had about Eskild, I love that Nora says a line like, 
I mean, I'm just glad he believed Isak isn't gay. Um, he would never have stopped, stopped stalking, stalking him. him. And I love that the assumption is from Nura that Iskild would be his worst. Yes! I, that's, but I, actually... I noticed that too because I realized Nora has such... Once she puts someone in a box, yes. she can't like see anything beyond that. That is such a good way to define her uh, character. That's how she is with Vilda. She's taken on this belief that Vilda is like must be protected and I can't shake her fragile ego. She's done it with William, William. obviously, the notable one. Um, Yeah, that's such a good way to put it. So so I was like, especially because we have this knowledge about Eskilo and what he's actually Uh sort of like, how he's actually handling this situation which is in a very mature and nuanced way. Yeah. Oh no, Eskilo is by far the most mature (laughs) in this whole group, in this whole show. Yes. So now we we get get to Friday. Friday. We get our famous girls, um. Yeah, girl slow-mo. Girls party slow-mo. Girl party slow-mo. Woo! And the slow-mo continues as they they walk into the Riot Club uh, bus. And of course, who is with them but Nora, who ends up going. Did not stay at home. Did not stay at home. Girl. And and she's I wouldn't either. (laughs) I know. Yeah, like, girl, no. And she's the last one to come in, and as she comes in, William just, like, waves at her. <laughs> I want to punch him a little bit, but I'm also like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think the guy he's standing next to kind of is the same way. He likes, he's like, what's going on there? Yeah. <laughs> that was weird. And then we just get partying on the bus. I'm super glad we see this, because we don't ever see... I don't think we get to see very many other party buses. And no. I was super curious, just like, what's a party on a bus look like? Mm-hmm. Um, turns out, it's a lot like a party limo. Yeah. Like what we have, which is party limos, but, like, bigger. You've never been on a party bus? No. Wait, maybe. Well, okay, in high school, my boyfriend's brother got married, and they rented a party bus for the bridal party, which, or, I mean, the wedding party, which I wasn't in, but we were invited on. So I guess technically I have. But okay. it was very, yeah, like, was wedding okay, decked okay, out. Okay, yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, it's a fun scene. They're all dancing. Yeah, we Vilda. see we see Vilda and Eva kiss oh again. God. I'm sorry. This scene, uh, this next line also has so much funnier in context of Vilda knowing <laughs> that Nora is in a relationship or is is kissed William at least because she introduces Nora to the guy that she's trying to hook, kind of hook her up with, and she's all like, "Oh, you both went to Madrid," and then she says, "And Nora's a virgin." <laughs> Nora's face is like, how, why is this, what, what, is this real life? Like, what is going on? There's a lot of Vilda being, honestly, I think in all of the show, this is the sneakiest she is. Yeah. Um, Ever. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, yeah. she's actually quite a forthright character. Yes. She's very, almost on the surface, one could say. Yeah. What she thinks is what she says. Yep. To a fault. (laughs) Except right now. Except right now, yeah. Yeah. So everything that she says to Nora there's like this other layer. Um, so that's Genius. fascinating. I'm so glad I forgot. Because I get to relive it over again. <laughs> Nora continues to sort of make small talk with this dude, but as she does, she's just staring at William, who's, who's talking, talking to Vilda. And then they're just making these eyes at each other. And I was like, this is the... Uh, to me, when I when when the camera lingers on William, I was like, this is the prettiest he's ever looked. Like, he just Oh, looks, yeah, probably. And like, like the calmest, too. Like there certainly, w- it's one of those very genuine smiles. Yeah, exactly. Moments. There was something yeah. about him smiling that I was just like, 
Aww. Like, he's just enjoying being here with, with her. her. And that's cool, and it's normal. I like that I said handsome in my notes and pretty out loud. <laughs> <laughs> pretty is a better word. Uh, I really like from a staging kind of directing perspective that we never ever see the guy's face that she's yes, talking to. Yes, um, Because, like, he doesn't even exist. It doesn't matter. Laura. It yeah. does not matter. She only sees William. And then, so then uh, she sees his penetrator, Chris, walks up to William, mm-hmm. um, pulls him outside, pulls him, up, pulls him over to the side, and then right. Eva, Eva rushes over to, uh, to, no- to Nora. She says, Nora, normally what happened? <laughs> uh, she says she was making out with Penetrator Chris when his phone rang, and it said, Issa calling. calling. Oh my god, and he immediately stopped, fooling around, and left. And so she's <laughs> all like, the pieces are fitting together. <laughs> this is definitely a relationship. But um, suddenly, then, all the guy, the bus starts like kind of all the guys start going towards yeah, the window. Yeah, we, we see like penetrator Chris and William like definitely like something's something something is up. Something's they're heated. angry about something. Oh, I I did have one comment. I was mm-hmm. obsessed with looking at everyone's outfits because like Nora's only wearing her shirt. She's not have her coat on, but. Eva and Vilda have their coats on as they're in the bus. I noticed that. So I was like, how cold is it in the bus? <laughs> like, is this a fashion choice? Yeah. Why would she wear, like, because Vilda's wearing a short dress. Right. So why would she wear the short dress and then the puffy coat this over giant it? giant puffy it's coat. Because it's like the puffiest coat I've ever seen. <laughs> so I was just like, what are the choices being made here? What's the weather like? Uh, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, what's going on? Uh, yeah, so it's then, probably, oh, do you know why it is? I bet you it's because that's not really Vilda. I bet it's this, um double body double because you don't see her face oh at least a part of it maybe well, no, i don't know because she, she has it in other scenes yeah she, she has yeah, it in, yeah. she hasn't like throughout kind yeah. of anyway okay so choice. then yeah so then the boys are getting off the bus and william asks nora to please stay in he's like promise me you're gonna stay in the bus yeah and, and to, okay but to nora's defense the girls are like what's going on and she says we have to stay inside Okay, but see, to me, that's the opposite of defense, because I'm like, why does she listen? You, you can't tell someone stay yeah, here well, no matter what. Yeah, I guess. And then, I mean, unless you're, like, the only time I will accept it is if you're in a place, and, like, you're, you're in your house, and somebody's breaking in, and, some and, and like, somebody's, like, who but, knows well, how to I defend think, themselves. I think this goes back to the season six, sorry, the episode six thing, like, I'm just trying to protect you. Uh, right. But, again, yes, he it's not his place, she didn't ask for it. Like, yeah, I mean, we're kind of, I don't and, know. And I think also, if she doesn't step out of that bus, she is missing key information. Yeah, I mean, because it's not really even about protecting her, unless it's protecting her from knowledge of what he is like. No, I think it's from the fight, but she's not in any actual fucking danger. I don't um, know, I, I kind of, do you know what, it, it's, uh... Protect, my, protect this version of himself that he's able, he's finally been able to, like... Yeah. Get her to see and accept. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. I think he's thinking, I'm going to have to do some bad things. And I don't want and her And this to is going to be ugly, and I don't want, want her, her to see it. it. And, like, I'm sure there's some amounts of, like, don't, like, also don't want her hurt physically. Yeah. Um, but I really think there's, like, an no, element that's, of that. Yeah, that actually which is fine. Seems... Um, it kind of reminds, you know what, it reminds me of one of my favorite movies of all time, which is Drive. Um, mm-hmm. That is a couple, I, if you guys like uh, Will, or Norhelm, and you haven't seen Drive, watch Drive. It's super Neuralham vibes um, where you have this... Well, we can talk about the next scene because it's very relevant to the following Yeah, scene. so then uh, Vildu is the first one to be like, yeah, I'm not saying inside. Uh, and all the girls quickly uh-huh. follow him. Uh, so then we have basically all the girls outside. They recognize... We see all the Penetrator boys and then there's a bunch of other people with them. They immediately recognize that it's the Yakuza uh, and they tell us... Also, Yunus and Isak are also there. Right. Um, kind of on the side of the Penetrators. Um, 
And there's like words being exchanged. It's like clearly they, amping up into a fight. Yeah, the camera shows people us that start William pushing people around. The camera makes a point to show us that William is holding a bottle. Yes, like a champagne bottle or something. And in the pen, er, sort of climactic moment, he raises that bottle and smashes it over the head mm-hmm. of a dude. Yep. It shatters into a billion, billion pieces. The guy the gr- falls. Fight, full, full on fight. fight breaks out. Yeah, this is like a real, like, straight up, the outsiders, melee. Yep, yep. 100%. <laughs> Rumble in the Bronx. And the girls are just standing by the bus, watching the entire thing, like, what is going on? Until Nura shocked and disgusted by the the bottle thing, um, turns around and walks away. She just walks away. And yeah. that's how the episode ends with her walking away. Boom. Boom. Um, yeah, which, is, mean, well, which is precisely what why William told her to stay in the bus. So, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, see, you see my point. I see and, your point. And the, the, the reason why I, I got a lot of drive vibes from this scene, this fight in the end, um, it's that, that archetype uh, of... A man who, I mean, this is how I interpret it, whatever, mm-hmm. but, like, it's the archetype of a man who kind of, who has a lot of darkness inside him, who's kind of a monster or beast somewhere deep down, mm-hmm. is afraid of that, does a lot to cover it up and pr- project um, a better version of himself yes, forward, yeah. but he knows that the beast will come out, Yeah, and... Uh, in Drive, there's, like, the, the epic, you know, elevator scene, which is mm-hmm. the equivalent of this, where she, where Carrie Mulligan, who has now made a twice an appearance <laughs> hey! on, on our show. Now let's episode. connect it to the Doctor Who episode somehow, the Carrie Mulligan one. She was in a Doctor Who episode? Yeah, the best one. Blink. Is that one with the angels? Yeah. I mean, of the course, weeping with angels. Yeah. The weeping angels. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah. Is she a kid or a grown-up? Grown-up. I'm gonna have to find that episode. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Amazon Prime. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, da, 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 was Sorry. I Oh, no, no, I, it's I fine. just like, Carrie Mulligan! <laughs> Listen, for Carrie Mulligan, we should always pause. Um, I love Carrie Mulligan. Uh, but, yeah, so, anyway, this is, like, elevator scene, which is the moment where she realizes who this guy is. And, um, yeah, I just feel like they're playing with that archetype. I, I have this theory. I'm gonna lecture for a second. I have this theory that it's, um, like, Twilight and Drive and a lot of Tom Hardy characters that he plays, like Mad, Mad Max, notably. Mm-hmm. Uh, play on this archetype, and it, it goes, like, the oldest reference I can find to it, it's basically Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. And and the oldest reference I can think of that is um, this Greek myth of Cupid and Psyche. Mm-hmm. I never know how to pronounce the name, but I think it's Psyche. I think it's Psyche. Yeah, I, I think that's, like, the, the thing that they're playing with, is this man yeah. who harbors these darkness that when you see it, it will shatter you. That's my I, theory. I like that interpretation. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how we feel about William later on. Uh, but I know yeah. it's funny. Like episode six was like my oh, I found my Neuralhem trash episode, so, and then this one was like, oh, I'm back to not yeah, being off the Neuralhem thing. You're, like, you're like, no, but the monster within. <laughs> well, no, your your talk of it reminds me of, and it, this is why it makes me so frustrated that like we'll probably never have the ending of Game of Thrones that George R. R. Martin mm-hmm. like. Uh, wants it to be because Samuel Jim George R. R. Martin because he has explicitly said that to him Jamie and Brienne is like playing with the Beauty and the Beast yes. trope and I think he does such a fantastic job with I it know. in ways that the show has never been able to like do as much as I love the show like I know they, they have a couple of good moments where they're playing with it but it's A it's clear that I, I really don't think they're gonna do anything with it yes and they don't have time they to. don't have time to and B it's just so beautiful. It's just not as good as Yeah, it's yeah. so beautifully done on the page. Mm-hmm. And while I think both characters, their versions in the show work, 
they're very different and that 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 sort of arc isn't really what the show is interested in with them I think yeah. it's as a TV show I just think they have to focus on the like yeah, major which, which I got um, I mean major and plus. even even now cause I've always been open about how Jamie is my favorite character so see I can love a monster Gabby <laughs> 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 yeah, you have major confessional I heard it it's recorded uh, <laughs> but I think I think it makes a little bit more sense on the page he's still a monster I'm not gonna like he pushed a fucking kid out a window I know and he will anyway. whereas when the show honestly I think you forgive a lot of it because he's so handsome yeah uh, and like not kind of personally charming. exactly and not so necessarily the character work yeah in the way that the book has yes God, <laughs> the book he is one of the best drawn characters in yeah. that series yeah he just makes an epic transition yes. in four granted it takes like 10,000 pages, pages. <laughs> but um but yeah uh epic transformation yeah. Um, and, yeah, so anyway, that's that's me and Monsters. Jamie Lannister! <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thank you for listening. Yeah, this is a this really was fun, fun to talk about. Uh, we are now more than halfway through the season. Yes. Um, I liked how, I just want to point, I mean, it's kind of almost too obvious to point out, but last episode, uh, characters are at their closest, midpoint, sex of 60. Yep. Yep. Um, William and Nora... And have gotten together now, but now things are falling apart, and um, and then we still haven't even gotten to the next complication, which will really take us into yes. To and of course, the brother was the sort of wild card coming yes. in at the top of the you know sequence or the second half of the second act. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, to to like mess things up. Yeah, it's been laid out, but we are have yet to actually see it. Excited. Uh, so we're excited to talk about that, and and plus, I think a lot of the issues. Despite how I may feel about Norham in the end, which we'll see now, but uh, I feel like a lot of the issues that we're going to talk about are are well done and interesting. So oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. when we get to it. So yeah, so thank you for listening. Uh, thank you some of some of you who have been leaving reviews. Do that more. Oh my god, yes, that's awesome. It makes us feel so good. Uh, <laughs> those who have and em- validated, I validated. Those of you who have emailed, yay! So yeah, email us, find us on Twitter uh, or Tumblr. The info is in the show notes. Uh, and yeah, thank you. And bye. Bye. Bye.